May I speak to the glory of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I suspect most people have either read a Harry Potter book, watched a Harry Potter film, or know someone who has watched either the film or read one of the books. But to recap, although Harry is a wizard, at the heart of the stories is a battle between good and evil, with good winning. Within the Harry Potter books, there are three so-called unforgivable curses. The worst, most evil, most powerful spells which exist. There is Avada Kedavra, the killing curse, Crucio, the Cruciatus curse, imparting unbearable pain on its victims, and Imperio, the imperious curse, making the victim do exactly what the person casting the spell commands. Not nice things, and understandably unforgivable. Why do I mention them? On this, the first Sunday after Trinity, you may wonder. In the Gospel reading, we hear Jesus say, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. Whoever sins in that way is guilty forever, can never be forgiven. What is this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? That's something Christians have been trying to work out for the last 2,000 years, still none the wiser. We don't know. So there is a tendency to try to second-guess, to beat ourselves up, to convince ourselves that something we have done is actually that unforgivable sin. And so we tell ourselves we are forever damned, totally unforgivable. Sort of focus on that, that we're doomed, really. We think, well, when, when I swore that time, was that the unforgivable sin? Or when I cheated at a maths test? Or skipped church? Or got so frustrated and shouted at the family? Was one of them the unforgivable sin? And we go on. Was it this? Was it that? It must have been something. Surely I must have done it without thinking. We convince ourselves we are guilty, useless, unlovable, cast out, separate from God forever. Like we too have been cast out from the Garden of Eden as we're hearing about in Genesis, never to be reconciled with God. But as is so often the case, we can look at one verse of Scripture and neglect to consider what is around it. Look what Jesus said immediately before that. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they offer, they utter. People will be forgiven for their sins. People will be forgiven for being blasphemous. Jesus said that. But do we take notice of that? Or do we just take the bad part? You'll never be forgiven for that sin. And forget the good, you will be forgiven. People will be forgiven their sins, Jesus said so. Forgiveness, abundant forgiveness from Jesus. 
Elsewhere in the Gospels, in John's Gospel, we see Jesus say to the Apostles, Receive the Holy Spirit. Those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Forgiveness from Jesus, the second part of the Trinity, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, though, we seem to prefer to focus on what we've done wrong rather than on that forgiveness. We focus on sin. We focus on separation from God. We focus on humanity being cast out from the Garden of Eden rather than focusing on grace, forgiveness and reconciliation through Jesus Christ. When I was on exchange in South Africa, I learnt much about apartheid and all that had happened since, and about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which came after it. People listening to each other as part of that reconciliation, hearing of hurts and coming to terms with quite what had happened on all sides, and so able to move forward. One thing I took away from that was that to be forgiven, you have to receive forgiveness. I'll repeat that. To be forgiven, you have to receive forgiveness. Yes, you need to repent of what you've done wrong, but then you need to go further than that. You need to receive forgiveness. You have to want to be forgiven. You have to accept that you have been forgiven. So often, I'm not convinced we completely want to be forgiven. We want to be completely set free from the sins we've committed. We might accept we've sinned. We might forget we've done something wrong. Maybe we are aware of how it negatively impacts our life in one way or another. Maybe affecting our relationship with other people. Maybe affecting our relationship with God. We don't like it. It stops us being whole. It eats away at us. But at the same time, it's strangely comfortable. It's familiar. It's what we're used to. We know where we are when it's there. So we beat ourselves up. We tell ourselves we're useless sinners, that we're unloved, we're worthless, we're unforgivable. Eventually we might get to the stage of apologising, either to another person we've hurt, or to God, for what we have done. And so often then we are assured of being forgiven. The relationship is restored, you might think. But there's something in here. A small nagging voice that says, I know what you did. You're worthless because you've done that. You can never be forgiven. Anyone else struggle with that voice sometimes? Or even frequently? We are told we're forgiven. We're reassured we are forgiven. But we don't completely believe it. We don't feel we can accept it. And so we keep hold of that sin, that mistake, and let it keep holding us back. We're trying to move forward, but there's this thing pulling on us from behind. We are offered forgiveness, 
we are offered reconciliation. But do we take it and let go of past mistakes, able to move forward freely? I don't know, maybe we do sometimes. Jesus said, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. People will be forgiven. We need to accept that forgiveness and move on rather than keeping hold of past sins. God is offering forgiveness. We just need to step forward and accept it. What is it that keeps us apart from God, separate from God, as if we've committed a sin that keeps us away? Maybe, just maybe, it is our habit of keeping hold of past sins, keeping ourselves apart from God because we don't feel worthy, rather than accepting the forgiveness and reconciliation that God is desperate for us to accept. May we move from sin and separation from God to grace, forgiveness and reconciliation, accepting every day that God has forgiven our sins and so be set free to be the people God has created and called us to be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.